Good morning, everyone. How are you this beautiful day that the Lord has made? I'm Karen Jane Casey on the podcast, Turn to God with Karen. It's on this podcast that we talk about challenges in life, hard things that we face, and we learn from our experiences, always knowing that we can turn to the Lord. And please know that during this 10 to 15 minute episode, I'm not going to be lecturing down at you. I'm not going to be yelling and and preaching at you because I'm sharing my journey and we're learning it as we go along. We learn together. Well, today we're continuing what we started for the year with what I called the Word of the Year focus. Focus on the Lord. Focus on Jesus Christ and not on all the distractions of the world. And you have to admit there are lots of distractions. And, and it's important to walk in love when, while we're remaining focused on the Lord and remembering the greatest commandment to love our Creator, the one who has unfailing love for us, to love our Creator and love our neighbors, those in need, as ourselves. And then Jesus told us to also love our enemies. Well, during March, we build upon focus on the Lord and love for one another and for the Lord. And we look at issues, problems that may serve to trip us up along our journey. I'm only covering five during the month of March, but you know there are many others. These are what I consider the most problematic, at least in my life. On March 1st, we covered Facing the Unknown. I shared a tragic mystery in my own life that gave me a valuable lesson to trust in the Lord when I don't know what happened, when I don't know what's going to happen, when I know I have no control over what's happening. March 8th was your decisions, whether good or bad, the impact is going to have a way in your life. We're encouraged to wear the armor of light and clothe ourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. And we do cover a little bit about sowing and reaping. March 15th, we found encouragement to be quick to listen. Ooh, and that's based on James 1, 19. It's less likely that we'll jump to a conclusion about a person, a topic, or even a subject matter or situation, or form an opinion one side or the other if we actually listen to everything being said. You listen... Then you think about what you hear, you form an attitude, and then words and actions come out of you. So what you listen to is important. How can we listen for the Lord's answers to our prayers if we're too busy to hear it? Last week, March 22nd, we talked about free will. And you know, that's a huge topic. We only had, you know, like 15 minutes to discuss it. But it's an awesome gift from the Lord. Knowing how important it is to the Lord to grant decision-making to people, then we too, when possible and lawfully appropriate, should honor that freedom among other responsible adults, even if their decisions are not what we think they should do, and even if their decisions will ultimately cause them to have bad mistakes, go in the wrong direction, because it's in the mistakes where we have opportunity to learn. We learn valuable lessons. If you haven't heard or seen any of these episodes yet, I encourage you to go back to them, and they're both on YouTube and Buzzsprout. Today's topic is slow to anger, 
And I chose that because I want—I don't want to be quick to anger. I want to be slow to anger. Not always, but in this episode, I will be mentioning several scriptures. And you may want to jot them down and do that walk or your study journey on your own. Slow to anger. Is that you? Or maybe you can say most of the time. Certainly is something we would all like to have. And this is opposed to having a hot temper. Again, we can turn to James 1, 19, 20, especially the part where James instructs the church. And I'm just going to read that to you. Uh, James 1, 19 through 20. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. So, it says, human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. I can remember being angry about something and feeling very right about it, righteous anger. But here it says, human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. So, again, you've got to look at, can you speak kindly and gently in your response? Do you have a friend or a relative who is known to have a hot temper? Do they excuse it, saying, oh, I can't help it, I can't control it? And that's kind of scary if they can't control it, isn't it? Maybe you're the person with a quick hot temper. Do you know what is behind that anger? It is usually, it is, is it, is it unusual to become angry? Is that something that you should never do? Well, the Bible tells us that we will become angry, but not to let it grow in us. Ephesians 4.26 gives great advice and instruction and kind of acknowledges that we will become angry. Ephesians 4.26, and don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. And then in another version, the Passion Translation, but don't let the passion of your emotions lead you to sin. Don't let anger control you or be fuel for revenge, not for even a day. You know, I can remember sometimes um, I remembered the scripture, don't let anger, um, don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. And so I would be up praying, 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 Lord, take this anger away from me. Lord, I repent of my anger. I forgive them. Help me, Lord. But you know, the feelings don't go away immediately. What is it that brings you to anger? What triggers it? I can speak for myself. There have been times in my life when I was caught up in what I considered to be a frustrating and unfairly harsh situation. I could see no way out. Then my emotions were difficult to contain, and I could quickly be upset because offenses were all around me. I was in a toxic, maybe even abusive environment. I felt injustice was happening in my life, and I felt helpless, so I lashed out. Have you ever been there? I can recall instances at growing up, frustrated, feeling trapped in a violent home. I was angry. I was in child abuse. 
As an adult within a domestic violence situation, I was frustrated and trapped again, full of many emotions, including anger. While in the midst of a toxic environment, when uh, there were offenses abounding, that those emotions that I felt triggered an upset and anger. And when your resistance is down, like last year when stressful incidents came, while I was still grieving over the loss of a loved one, I had moments of upset and anxiety, and yes, anger. My guard was down. Looking at it now, for the most part, I can see things that I could have done to alleviate much of the emotional upset and the anger. And that's good to reflect on because we want to do better in the future. When we're around folks who are habitually mean and unfair, like in a domestic violence situation or another abusive, toxic person is around you, we can consider a few things. Should I remove myself from this environment? Get away from it. Get out of it. That toxic environment. Can I minimize how much exposure I have to it? I talk about this in my book, A New Song Rises Up, and also at Karen's Book Corner on March 19th. If it's not actually domestic violence and the toxic person is a significant character in your work, in your church, or maybe in your family environment, you may not be as quick and able to realize that you don't have to stay around that toxic, mean, toxic person. I have scripture to support that. Proverbs 22:24. Don't befriend angry people or associate with hot-tempered people. Proverbs 15:18. A hot-tempered person starts fights. A cool-tempered person stops them. Proverbs 29:22 is similar. An angry person starts fights and a hot-tempered person commits all kinds of sins. So once they are hot-tempered, they are opening the floodgate of all kinds of sins to be committed. In Isaiah 57, there is no peace for the wicked. Haven't we each found that to be true? Usually, there is no peace anywhere around a wicked person, is there? Instead of hanging around mean-spirited, quick-tempered people, we can consider deliberately going around people who display their fruit, display the fruit of the Spirit, and this is what the fruit of the Spirit is. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, meekness, faithfulness, and self-control. We, All of the believers have these fruit of the Spirit. We may not have developed it, but it is there for us to mature with. And we must forgive those who are habitually toxic, mean-spirited, and mistreat us. We talked about that topic in Love Your Enemies in the episode on February 22nd. But it, it sure is easier to forgive them when we have removed ourselves from that situation, that environment, or at least minimized how much we have to be around it. Then we're not triggered continually. We have this instruction at being angry in Psalm 37, 8. Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. So when we catch ourselves in that angry moment, we can pray about it. Ask the Lord to help us to, re to get past that emotion, to help us to have that self-control in operation. 
And there's more instruction to those who decide to follow Jesus in Colossians 3, verse 8. And I'm reading from the Passion Translation. That's how you once behaved, characterized by your evil deeds. But now, now that you're you know, born again, it's time to eliminate them from your lives once and for all. Anger, fits of rage, all forms of hatred, cursing, and filthy speech. Well, how? How do we turn from rage and anger? Let's continue reading in Colossians 3 to verse 12. Love one another. You are always dearly loved by God, so robe yourself with virtues of God, since you have been divinely chosen to be holy. Be merciful as you endeavor to understand others, and be compassionate, showing kindness towards all. Be gentle and humble, unoffendable in your patience with others. Unoffendable. Hmm. That's something to strive for. Ultimately, we always want to take on the character of the Lord. And here is another scripture about his character that we want to be like. Psalm eighty-six, fifteen. But you, will, O Lord, are a God of compassion and mercy, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. So, are we expected to be able to control our temper? Yes, we have self-control, a fruit of the Spirit given to all believers. But that self-control has to be stretched and exercised in order for us to grow strong in it. Proverbs 14.29 People with understanding control their anger. A hot temper shows great foolishness. What other fruit of the Spirit do we have to have available in order to counter anger? Gentleness, kindness, and patience. I'm working on that myself. Proverbs 15.1 A gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. What is the remedy? Prayer. And pray for peace. And let the peace of Christ rule in you. I have two more scriptures. Psalm 34.14 Keep turning your back on every sin and make peace your life motto. Practice being peaceful with everyone. So there we have it. Practice, 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 prayer and peace and prayer for peace. And when you fail, pray about it, walk away from anger and sin. And again, practice, 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 prayer and peace and prayer for peace. It's an ongoing process. Do you know someone who has a gentle answer and in, instead of a hot temper. Maybe being around someone who is gentle and kind is the better choice. Well, there was a time where I was desperately lost, hurting and afraid, and I suffered from various abuses, child abuse, domestic violence, and abuse by toxic people. I grieved over the loss of loved ones, and I had major back surgery. Can any res- anyone resonate with the trials that I, I describe here? But God worked miracles in my life time and time again. He rescued me. He delivered me. And I, at no time, deserved it. When I came to Jesus, everything changed. I am not ever alone. He is always with me. I am healed. I have joy and inner peace, replacing brokenness. And that happens even during challenges. 
I do not live in fear. I have an awesome future in Jesus. And this is what I want for every single person. So I share the good news of Jesus. The most awesome thing that you can do for yourself is to decide to come to Jesus like I have and rededicate your life to him. God's amazing love was demonstrated for us when he sacrificed his only son for our sakes so that we can have a way for eternal life. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then Jesus said himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. In 1 John chapter 1, verses 9 and 10, and many other places, we learn about how important confession is. When we confess our sins, when we confess Jesus. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of those sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I encourage you, regardless of where you stand in your relationship today with Jesus, that you will be willing to pray with me and pray out loud. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus is the only begotten Son, and I believe that Jesus suffered and died on the cross, even for me, to pay for my sins. And He arose. He arose from the grave, defeating death. But I'm a sinner. I ask you to forgive me. I repent of all my sins. I walk away from them now. And I need you to help me because I will be tempted. I need you, Jesus. I am hopeless without you. I ask you, Jesus, come into my heart. And I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you. Thank you, dear Lord. I will serve you all of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you said this prayer... You have just begun your relationship with the Lord. And I encourage you to study the Word of God and pray. There you're having conversations in developing your relationship with the Lord. And you learn about the character of Jesus and the promises that are available to you. Always praising, always obeying, and have gratitude for everything as you grow in your faith. I encourage you, make Jesus, the Anointed One, your focus in your life, and in your ministry. And His unfailing love, in His unfailing love, rely upon the Lord for your help through all of your struggles, your issues, your troubles, finding peace within you, despite what the world's chaos is happening around you. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Well, thank you for joining me in this episode of Turn to God with Karen. I am Karen Jane Casey, author, speaker, podcaster, advocate, and ambassador for Christ. Stay tuned for Turn to God with Karen every Monday morning at 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And of course, the podcasts are downloadable anytime. And I invite you to share... Your comments, your suggestions, any feedback is always welcome at my website, KarenJaneCasey.com. That's C-A-R-I-N-J-A-Y-N-E-C-A-S-E-Y. And when you go there, you will see books I've written, 
blog, blogs and podcasts, and also pertinent resource information for domestic violence. Well, thank you and God bless.